and welcome to the College Basketball Road to Madness show. The week is in the books. It was an interesting week. Uh, not a lot of tight games, but uh, some very interesting games, and we'll get into probably the biggest story of the college basketball week. Uh, Chris Mack out at Louisville. Yep. You were... Uh, just talking about him earlier in the week and uh, how much you trusted Louisville and uh, we're ready to take them versus UVA and the next thing you know, the coaches uh, being fired mid-season. I, I was a little stunned they uh, pulled the trigger here mid-season and got rid of him. Yeah. I, I mean, Louisville hasn't had a great season, but I, I mean, by no means is it uh, sitting at the bottom of the ACC. They're middle tier, uh, pretty much with a collection of about uh, 20 other teams here. So <laughs> The rest of the conference? Yes. Uh, you know, in his first couple of years there, I thought he was pretty successful as a coach. Uh, last year, uh, I mean, it was an okay season. I sort of scratched last year uh, away. This year, it did look to appear to be going. I, I think the uh, Dino Gaudio thing probably played a lot more into this situation uh, than overall anything else. Uh, the true story, don't hire a man who could not win college basketball games with Chris Ball on his roster, I think uh, would be the overall tone of this. But uh, were you a little shocked at the uh, Chris Mack uh, firing midway through the season? That's two coaches now gone uh, halfway through the season with uh, Turgeon gone over at uh, Maryland as well. Yeah, I don't know how much Louisville gains here unless they just think they can go out and, and make the big play higher, big <laughs> splash higher. Uh, I saw Auburn is already restructuring Bruce Pearl's contract, make sure they lock him down. Um, so I, I guess they just wanted to be, you know, near the front of the line as far as, you know, getting their pick. They have they have the boosters with their program, but, you know, you look at Louisville now, that's you're getting close to, you know, what, a decade and a half I guess yes. they got that one with Patino. With Patino, uh, but 10, you know you, all ago, the fallout but, out of that Patino, and yeah. then you have the fallout with the Chris Mack, you know, Gaudio situation. Yeah, uh, I, I think that was going to be my next question to you. Louisville, uh, probably not a, a blue blood program that you'd put in there with the Duke, Kansas, Carolina, you know. But uh, I think definitely probably that second tier of college uh, basketball program that you think of when you think of college basketball. Yeah. But is it still? You think uh, one of those elite schools uh, that, uh, you know, maybe a big-time coach at uh, a program that's, like, hovering right on the mid-tier would leave his situation to go. You spoke of Bruce Pearl getting restructured. What a Bruce Pearl, who's built that Auburn program into a pretty nice program, yeah. leave that to go to a situation in Louisville, which is, I, I think, sort of dropped downhill well, for see, a while now. Well, see, here's the thing. I think Louisville thinks – much higher of themselves than I think many of the top coaches in the country are, are thinking of, of Louisville. Uh, I think there's, you know, there's better opportunities out there uh, that are coming, and I just don't know if, you know, like we said, it's been a while and they've had some ugly stuff. I don't know if recruits look at Louisville yeah. as this big, you know, big-time program. So, uh, obviously, I think with the midseason hire, they think they can go and get the big name, but I, I don't know if they'll be able to or not. I guess we'll see uh, – who else gets uh I think fired a lot of people of will season. leverage it to uh, get uh, <laughs> contract extensions yes. for sure. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, even uh, I will say four or five years ago when Mac left, I, I was a little stunned he left Xavier to go yeah. to Louisville. I, I, I mean, it, it's definitely an upgrade in situation, but I, I don't know how much of an upgrade. I regard Louisville as a... You know, definite year-in and year-out tournament team. Maybe not quite a national champions contender, but I, I would never be shocked if 
you know, Xavier made a run to the Final Four. They haven't done that, but they've had teams that are definitely good enough uh, to make that uh, run to the Final Four. So I, I was a little stunned when he made that move. We'll see if uh, he can find another job. I'm assuming somebody else will probably find a place for Chris Mack, who has a pretty decent resume despite I, the last couple of years at Louisville. I don't know how much of a hurry he'll get in, though, because he's getting quite the buyout uh, yes. <laughs> from, from Louisville. I think every um, month he doesn't work, he's getting like 100, 200 grand, something like that. Uh, uh, I'd, I'd take that to not do anything. Yes, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely so. But uh, you know, coaches, they, they get a little twingy. They can probably last a year, and then the uh, bug sort of uh, tends to hit them a little bit. But uh, definitely interesting at Louisville. Uh, fun timing, of course, as you uh, <laughs> still had trust in them. And then three days well, later, uh, buyouts coming. I, I, I really thought they were going to, you know, turn things around and, and, and you know, kind of hang near that yes. middle to top. Yes, and and kind of build their way back up, and then that just ugly uh, loss. They got it kind of close at the yeah. end with that Virginia, but they were really dominant uh, the whole game. They were and and, and that is not a good Virginia yes. team either. That, uh, they're kind of in the same situation, if not worse, because they don't quite have yes. the history that Louisville does. Uh, but yeah, uh, just continuous, you know, bad performance after bad performance. I think they've lost five of their last yes. seven. Uh, so not great, not great at all. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I will say. Uh, you know, Maryland has seemed to have found its footing, so maybe uh, Louisville can find its footing. I do think there's at least enough talent there to make a, a little bit of a push here, maybe make that push to get into the NCAA tournament. I'm, I'm curious to see how the NCAA tournament sort of deals with teams like Louisville. Do they grab, you know, maybe an 18 and 12 team, or do they go, you know, up and maybe grab an extra one of the, I will get into a couple of those yeah. Mountain West teams. Uh, that are probably you know twenty four twenty five wins, but may not might not have the big super uh, win there. So. Well, I, I think this is an interesting year. You know, we've got a lot of postponements and, and yes. cancellations of games, but I think there's a lot of more. I think there's better basketball with the lower, yes. smaller conferences this year than there necessarily is in years past. And I think there's a lot of pretenders in the bigger conferences this year as well that are playing below their talent level. Uh, so it, it'd be interesting to see what the committee does and how much credit they give some of these teams with COVID issues and yeah. such. Um, you know, they may just go for television ratings yes. and, and get all the blue bloods, the, the traditional teams in there, just so uh, people are like, who, who is this team playing? <laughs> yeah. <You> know? <laughs> uh, maybe not a love, a lot of love for our, our Wyoming Cowboys out yeah. there or yeah. something. Uh, you know, you said it, I, I, I mean, just uh, looking at the uh, – weekend games. I was definitely a lot more interested in a couple of those lower tier mm -hmm. conference games with matchups than I was. There were a bunch of matchups with just sort of middle of the pack teams that I was like, why yeah. do I care? Yeah. You, know, uh, you know, one is going to win, one's going to lose, and then the next week two more are going to play each other and it could be a, a totally reversed result. I, I mean, you saw it, I, I think, a little bit with Virginia Tech this week. I, I think people <laughs> thought they were sort of uh, starting to find the rhythm and then they have a terrible week this week and it's just sort of you know every time you trust a team we'll get into Carolina too yeah. I think we were off them and now they've had a two and a week and we're like can they make the jump here and so it's just uh, a lot of sort of I I'd say mediocre play yeah. in those high level conference for those middle tier teams now you know the high tier teams I think they're really really good teams there but I just that middle of the pack it's sort of like 
you have no clue one day or the other. We'll get into it. Uh, we were both high on Florida State and, and uh, somehow go to Georgia Tech and lose to that Georgia Tech team. So uh, let's get into our recap of the week. We're yep. going to go through the uh, conferences here. Uh, the VCU-Davidson game, we mentioned it on Monday. I, I was curious if VCU could sort of get their season back on track with a nice win versus Davidson. They went in there. Uh, got a big win there, and I think this is where we're going to talk about can like a VCU get in there with a couple more wins? Uh, could a Davidson even yeah. scratch in there if they happen not to lose in the you know their conference tournament? Uh, I think the A10 probably a little bit deeper conference than people mm-hmm. think. Uh, St. Bonaventures isn't helping me much. We'll get to them now, <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, a good win for VCU here in that game. Yeah, and you know we were just talking about you know tournament and when these guys you know these are guys we've seen in the tournament yes. quite frequently. Uh, and they're starting to play uh, better basketball. Uh, but, yeah, good win for VCU. I was starting to really get on this Davidson train. And uh, so, uh, there's, you know, really good to go in there and get that road victory. Uh, but I, I think you can still put these kind of teams, not a whole lot of separation. It yes. was a close game. Uh, you could play that game ten times, and you, you could split it down the middle. Uh, but these, it's like you said, there may need to be one or two of these that get some separation. I think if they get keep splitting these matchups, we may not see anybody but the automatic qualifier in the tournament. So they may be hurting themselves. But uh, good basketball. Uh, Don't count Davidson out just yet. They had just managed to eke into the top 25. They'll probably fall out now. Uh, But they could get back in there. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I I watched uh, a good portion of this game, and I I thought this was the first one that uh, Davidson sort of fell back uh, to their style the last couple of years where their defense wasn't mm-hmm. quite as good. I, I mean, they're never going to be, you know, locked down defensively, but it, they seem to give VCU a couple too many easy shots. Their offense, as always, was pretty efficient. Uh, you know, their offense is always going to be pretty efficient, but uh, it was one of those where their defense didn't help their offense at all, and VCU was able to go in there, get a good win, 5-2 and two now in the A-10. So I, I'm looking for them to make a little bit of a run. We'll talk about the other team in the a10 i want to talk about uh you sent me a text about the saint bonner george (laughs) mason game you were like is george mason any good i was like eh they're okay uh you know been good at home struggle on the road and uh saint bonaventures i've been like has not been a good road team i'd stay away from it uh turned out to be true saint bonaventures once again uh goes on the road loses a tough one to george mason one they I mean, I wouldn't even say it was like a close game where they yeah. let down. They they just got beat pretty good, outplayed. Uh, I think there were a lot of high expectation for the St. Bonaventures team. It hasn't quite uh, lived up to it. Uh, I, I wouldn't call anything a terrible loss here. Maybe Northern Iowa, but it's a solid Northern Iowa team. But, uh, you know, losses to Connecticut and Virginia Tech, two teams who would probably be battling for, uh, you know, one of those final tournament spots. Uh, same with Dayton, George yep. Mason, probably not quite in that range, uh, but still a solid team. And it seems like every time they've stepped up on the road to a solid team, they haven't been quite able to live up uh, to their expectation. Disappointed with St. Bonaventure, so you think, eh, maybe they'll find their rhythm here. Yeah, I had them, you know, when we did our seating, I had them kind of right there on the edge. And, and, and this was not a, a great loss here. Like you said, George Mason pretty much controlled this from the get-go. Yeah. I was shocked. You know, I pulled up the odds uh, on yes. uh, Wednesday. Yes. I was looking at it, and uh, I was like, you know, only two-point favorites at George Mason. I, I think St. Bonaventure team is much better than George Mason, but uh, really struggled on the road. And uh, so I think if they're going to want to get into 
into that tournament play and, and, and be get a good seed, they're going to have to do something impressive, and they're going to run out of opportunities on their schedule to do so. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you mentioned it. Uh, they got four games coming up here. St. Joe's and Fordham, those are like you must win those, can't lose. But really, I, I think to make a push back into where we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season, I, I was really high on them at the yeah. beginning of the season. I think I was ready to buy their jersey and wear it <laughs> around. Uh, but uh, Davidson and Richmond. Yeah, Davidson comes to them. I, I think that's a must win. You got to win those home games first. The other uh, teams we think are the elite teams in the A10, and, and then Richmond, who's, you know, I, it's a good basketball team. It's not quite, you know, into that uh, level that is at the top of the A10, but uh, they definitely could come back and bite you. And it wouldn't be something where, uh, you know, we're doing our conference tournaments and we're looking at long shots and we see Richmond on the board there. It, it wouldn't be like out of mm-hmm. the realm that they make a run. So I think they have to have that road win in Richmond, uh, much the same to, as George Mason. you got to be able to go in there and beat those sort of middle-tier teams on the road to sort of show that you can play yeah. uh, at an NCAA tournament level. So we'll see if St. Bonnie Ventures uh, can get back on track here. We'll move to the ACC. Uh, we'll start out with your Florida State-Georgia Tech uh, game here. Um, I, I think we both have to eat a little crow because we were we were really, really high uh, coming in on the week thinking this Florida State team might make the jump uh, to get on top of the ACC here. It was Miami who made the jump to get on top of the yeah. uh, ACC uh, there. But uh, just going to Florida State, I, I know it was a two-game week, uh, you know, short you know rest, but uh, – for, for a team with Florida State's level of players, that shouldn't really yeah. factor, you know. And it's not even like they're going into a crappy gym uh, like we saw with Delaware Townsend earlier, <laughs> uh, where I guess moisture was on the floor. I, I think Georgia Tech's gym was <laughs> quite all right and conducive for this type of team. So disappointing loss here for Florida State. Yeah, this is a very bad, uh, barely 500 mm. Georgia Tech team. Uh, and I, I was really disappointed because I, I went out on a limb uh, – Claimed Florida State is the best team in the ACC, even putting them over Duke. Uh, they've got another matchup with Duke coming up here in the next uh, week or so. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but just, you know, just a really bad Georgia Tech yeah. team. And I had Florida State in my daily picks minus the five and a half, and they lost by 14. Uh, so we continue to wait for that team in the ACC to really dominate. Yeah, Duke's there, but. Really, Duke hasn't been that impressive no. this season. Honestly, either. Miami has probably been the in conference play has been the most impressive team so far, uh, even after losing to Florida State. Yeah, you know, over the weekend, just just looking for some more cons- consistency offensively, especially from Florida State, uh, and and you can see that in the game. You know, kept subbing in players, just trying to find that lineup that's going to gel. I think a lot of teams were really dealing with this uh, across the country, but uh, still, still a long season to go. Uh, yes. A lot of conference games. Uh, and, and, and like we said, there's a lot of uh, clumps in that ACC conference for teams to, to stand out and make some moves. So uh, <clears throat> just a really bad road outing for Florida State. And, and you know, I taking them, I should have looked at that the back-to-back games yeah. there. But I think they struggled with that. And, and not to mention that was a hard-fought battle yes. against that Miami team. Yeah. I, I think uh, you saw that in a couple games this week uh, when teams got, you know, the big win or they had two games on their schedule. There yeah. was one game that always seemed to be a little bit of a letdown game and one game 
they seem to get uh, up for. We'll, you know, get to that in the Big Ten, the Illinois, uh, you know, Michigan State game. They yeah. really got up for that game after that uh, terrible loss, you know, over the weekend there. Uh, but, yeah, just disappointing. I, I think the one team in the ACC that we can say is not a contender is probably Georgia Tech. Yeah. I think from the, that level up, I think everybody's a little bit in play here. Uh, so, yeah, to go there and lose, granted, conference road game, uh, but uh, you shouldn't have a problem with Georgia Tech uh, this year at all. Uh, next up, uh, you know, you go to Carolina. Uh, came off a bad week. I, I think we were both uh, a little down on them, losing to Miami and Wake Forest. Then come into this week, uh, beat a Virginia Tech team who had uh, gotten some momentum going, and then uh, doing the thing I think they hadn't done all year. Not a great Boston College team, but Boston College got control of the pace of that yeah. game, and Carolina won a game 58-47. I think that's probably one of the first times they barely uh, had a game under 100 points all season long here. Yeah. Uh, so I think I was more impressed, though it was a worse team uh, that Boston College, but they were able to win a game and win it uh, at least uh, commandingly in a game that is... Uh, a low scoring where yeah. they don't control the pace and they have to defend a little bit. Yeah, their offense has been, you know, when they come out, they it, it, it ends up being like a shootout. And uh, when their offense is clicking, it's one of the best in the country. But it was nice to see their defense uh, play a little bit better. Uh, they still got to work on getting their uh, <clears throat> their turnover uh, yes. percentage down mm -hmm. and, and, and just a lot of unforced turnovers. Just They, they definitely look like a young, talented yes. team. Uh like I said, they can make the flashy plays. They can get the scoring. Uh, but just better team basketball, defensive basketball. So, albeit a low-scoring game against Boston College, it was impressive to see them get that kind yes. of just control-the-ball victory. Um, Which so, we haven't had many of uh, yeah. this year for North Carolina. Uh, so, maybe they've turned a corner. We'll see how they finish out this season. Uh, like I said, talent-wise, they're capable. Uh, but just got to play smarter basketball. Yeah, I, I think so. I, that's what I'm really curious <laughs> I think I look at the teams in the ACC, and I, I look talent-wise. Mm -hmm. I think Duke, Carolina, and probably Miami, though they don't have the depth, but the you know five that they can put out there, yeah. probably are the teams that have the five most talented players on it. Uh, you know, Duke's been relatively consistent, but I don't think impressive. Uh, Miami ha has sort of been really, really solid this whole conference season. They got off to a bit of a slow start, but you just don't know, you know, if they're one injury away or one, you know, COVID yeah. from, a, you know, inflicting the team of a two-week, uh, you know, uh, just dropping real quick. And, and then this Tar Heel team who it just seems like a, a little bit, I think, like Tennessee, uh, where they every time they seem to have stepped up versus you know upper competition, yeah. they haven't been able to show they can get that win. Uh, Tennessee last week showed they could at least step up, beat LSU. Um, that hasn't quite come yet uh, for North Carolina. You know, Purdue, Tennessee, Kentucky, Notre Dame, Miami, Wake Forest are their losses. All teams that are probably. Uh, right now, rated better than them. They haven't been able to step up for a win. So I'm curious, you know, going into this stretch, NC State and Louisville, they should be able to win those two games, and that should take them into a four-game, uh, you know, winning streak going into the big showdown rivalry yeah. with Duke uh, there. So that should be really, really interesting to see if North Carolina maybe can find themselves here well, and come together. And it's like you said, it's lining up for a really good opportunity for them because they've got some easier matchups and then a home matchup yes. with Duke. Um, so if they can get that 
big win and gets some momentum, uh, they could really climb back up into the top tier uh, of basketball teams in the country. Yes, uh, definitely so. All right, let's move on to the AAC and a couple things uh, going on here. Uh, Temple bounced back with uh, being out for about uh, three weeks here with a good win at home uh, versus Cincinnati. Um, I, I just... You know, right before they got hit with this COVID uh, situation, I thought this Temple team was starting to play uh, really, really good basketball. They had a tight loss uh, to Houston, and then they went on the uh, three-game winning streak with uh, UCF, East Carolina, and Tulsa. I know those are, you know, elite-tier teams, yeah. but they're they're the middle of the pack of uh, the uh, American Athletic Conference. And then they played Cincinnati off a three-week, and I thought getting a nice win versus Cincinnati – they're at home. I'm curious where you judge Temple. Uh, we'll get into the game versus SMU a little bit later in the program because I think that's a sort of a big, uh, you know, tipping scale there with uh, Houston and uh, probably yeah. SMU definitely on a, you know, a pedestal up here. And then you probably have the rest of the AAC. But mm-hmm. uh, what are you what are you looking at here with Temple going forward here? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to their, their final. It's way later in the season, but yes. uh, I really like this Houston team. And I want to see what Temple can do against Houston the next time they play because it was a pretty close game the last time. Uh, Temple, good defensively. Got to get better uh, on the offensive side, especially in their uh, shot percentage. Um, So, you know, it's like you said, I think those three teams are going to be battling for that one uh, one top position. So uh, we'll we'll see what they do. Uh, They get – Memphis a little bit later too, yes. so that's another good opportunity. But well, we're uh, about to get into them. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Temple still a lot to prove to me. Yes. I, I don't think they're quite up there uh, with with Houston just yet. But uh, but they played them pretty decently the last time. So that's that's the one I've got circled on my yeah. calendar for Temple. Well, I, I I'm keeping my eye on it certainly on the game this weekend to see if they can sort of climb into that pack with those other two and sort of separate themselves from that. Uh, it's a pretty jumbled middle tier there in the AAC. I don't know right now if more than two uh, would get in from the AAC. We'll see. Maybe a Cincinnati climbs in there, but uh, it's pretty jumbled in there right now. Maybe a UCF, but they've sort of struggled of late. Let's flip things over to a a team I don't think either of us uh, thought were going to be on the uh, really, really far end uh, down there uh, where we don't even know if they're going to make the tournament here. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, they came off the three-game losing streak, uh, Central Florida, East Carolina, SMU. Um, Penny went on his little rant there, um, and they bounced back, I will say. Two wins in a row, Tosal in East Carolina. Not the elite of the elite, but uh, if you look at East Carolina, they, they played a lot of teams tough. That was probably actually one of the best games I think I've seen Memphis yeah. play. Cause I, I watched a lot of that game just because I thought we I wanted to see if this Memphis team is going to finally turn the corner here. Uh, what do you make of it? It, it? Are they going to gel here and start sort of I don't want to say potential, but at least make a run to get into the tournament here. I I don't think so. I think they're still dealing with too many injury situations there. Um, I'm kind of holding my breath after this East Carolina win because I think a lot of it was just – it was a big-time revenge game for this Memphis yes. because uh, the loss against East Carolina was when they had the penny rant. Uh, just ugly loss, and uh, I almost wanted to make a bet on East Carolina, uh, but I thought that – I was like, you know – Memphis is going to be out to at least save face a little bit, yes. get the split. Uh, they did that. Um, but 
I don't I don't know how they're going to perform against uh, uh, the Cincinnati in this next game they've got coming up next yeah. week. Um, just the depth and and inexperience on this team are two major issues. I think the injuries are 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 the biggest thing, and and just Penny's lack of composure and leadership uh, through this is is not going to help them. So. Uh, I'm not a believer in Memphis, and I think things could get worse. We'll we'll see uh, if Penny even survives the year. Yeah, uh, it, it it's huge uh, these next three games because we've yeah. talked about it with North Carolina, Cincinnati, UCF, Tulane, uh, two sort of middle tier AAC teams that you think they'd be in and around on the level, uh, and then uh, a poor Tulane team that if they can go those three wins, that put them at uh, fourteen and eight going into then a stretch where it's Houston, SMU, and then the aforementioned Temple team we yeah. talked about. Temple team we don't know yet. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see how they, you know, progress certainly through the you know next two weeks before they step up and play that Memphis game. But uh, that Houston SMU s- stretch there, I don't know if you can sort of actively go in there saying we're definitely winning those two games, yeah. uh, especially uh, with if you watch the SMU game. Uh, you know, uh, I think it was over the weekend. Um, SMU just dominated them, and it looked like SMU was a much better team. Mm-hmm. So they have to have that Cincinnati, UCF, Tulane. They're then fourteen and eight. I think they could probably survive. You know, maybe a Houston SMU loss, and then to close out Temple, Wichita State, South Florida. I don't think they have a ton of room uh, here to yeah. sort of lose. You know, in between games, they got to sort of cruise out, win every game that's in that middle tier, and they can probably be okay. I don't know if they're on the level to be able to handle, uh, you know, the Temples, the Cincinnati's uh, like that. Wichita State is a complete wild card because they started out hot, uh, then were completely inept uh, going into conference play, and then they've looked a little bit better of late. So there's no telling at the end of the year what you're getting with that Wichita State team. But uh, I think this next little stretch here, I think you have to have that Cincinnati UCF Tulane 3-0. and You have to go uh, yeah. on that stretch there for them. Yeah, definitely. I I think they're going to have to win the games um, that they're that you know that they're supposed to yes. win, and I think they're going to need some upsets too. I think they're going to need at least a split with Houston uh, yes. to really prove something to somebody. That one, I I don't know if I, <laughs> I I you maybe could convince me into the SMU win though. Uh, they did not look good. No. Uh, versus SMU, and that was SMU going into the pyramid there, uh, which you know, uh, it, it's not often you go in there and get dominated in the pyramid. So uh, I. I'd, I don't know if they can even are even in remotely the same class as that, that Houston team and, and spring an upset. Now, granted, that Houston game is the last game of the season, so uh, there's no telling. You know, Houston probably won't need it all that much, and we'll see how much how serious they take the AAC's tournament to, as well. Uh, but they might be shooting for a one seed too, yeah. so th- it's, it's really hard to judge that game uh, so far ahead. All right, let's get into the Big Twelve. Uh, uh, the Kansas-Texas Tech game was a really, really entertaining game. I, I didn't put it on the list because it's it just sort of an overtime game. I don't think we, uh, our thoughts uh, go any one way on Texas Tech losing an overtime game or Kansas winning an overtime game uh, on that one. I think we both have those teams pretty much judged as really, really good, solid uh, basketball teams yeah. there. Uh, so I, I sort of skipped that one. The two I was looking at uh, this week were Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, West Virginia. Uh, Iowa State went down there, I, I think, got really, really an important win, especially oh, yeah. after the uh, sort of bad uh, two-week stretch they were on. I think that was a must win for Iowa State. You don't want to 
Francisco must win this probably early, but I, I didn't think they could go that far down in the uh, you know Big Twelve conference at this point uh, with that many losses. Even even if they were losses to the you know the top tier teams, I thought they had to have that one. The Oklahoma West Virginia game, I, I just thought was sort of a sorted out game. Yeah. Uh, you know, how much do, do we regard Oklahoma? How much do we regard uh, West Virginia? Because I think they're sort of more on that uh, bottom half of the uh, good teams in the Big 12 that we uh, sort of look at. And uh, Oklahoma went in there and got the win. A um, little bit disappointed here in West Virginia. Uh, I, we'll get to it on the weekend's games, but I, I think that weekend game uh, versus another team we're going to get into uh, is really, really big here. But uh, what do you take away from the Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma West Virginia game? Well, it's like you said, I think all four of these teams going into the, that those matchups, you could kind of almost group in, their own, in, yeah. the, in a clump together. So these were really two big separation matchups. And I, I, I thought, you know, uh, Iowa State and Oklahoma State, I think the winner of that kind of comes out with a little bit of an edge. And, uh, out of the four, West Virginia was probably closer to the bottom. Uh, yes. But they had that home game with an opportunity to come out against Oklahoma. They couldn't quite do it. Uh, so, yeah, I thought Iowa State needed that bounce back after the loss to TCU, uh, who's actually a surprising team I've yes. been keeping an eye on. Um, but, you know, I talked up Iowa State. They needed this win, and uh, they went in and got it. Uh, so I think Iowa State and Oklahoma really kind of separated themselves and put them up a tier above um, – those two guys. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, really important win for Iowa State. I think you said that group of four is probably after, you know, you look at, uh, you know, Kansas, Texas, Texas Tech, uh, and then TCU probably falls somewhere, you know, in that mix. And then you have those four. And, and I think we sort of saw a separation there between Iowa State and Oklahoma. And then you get that next level yeah. of, you know, Oklahoma <laughs> State, West Virginia. Uh, there, so I, I thought those were important games, and uh, West Virginia has another important one coming up uh, this weekend from another struggling one. Uh, we're going to go to the Big East, and, and we're going to go to another struggling team. Uh, Seton Hall uh, got off to a, a blitzing start yep. on the year, and uh, it has uh, <laughs> it <is> not <laughs> the blitz has not no longer worked here. Uh, basically, starting a, about about two weeks ago. Uh, they are on a four out of five losing streak, and we aren't talking about the elite of the uh, yeah. Big East here. It's not, you know, Providence, Villanova, which they lost to earlier in the year. It's DePaul, uh, Marquette you could probably throw in there, though yeah. technically that was when Marquette was on a down stretch. That win sort of started their up stretch again. Uh, they beat St. John's, but then they come right back around. Loses. And lose a home game to St. John's. And, and a home game. <laughs> and a home game to Marquette here. Uh, so got swept by Marquette on a, you know, away and home. Did go into St. John's, get away win. But uh, uh, it, it's not looking good here for this uh, Seton Hall team. Yeah. Uh, really disappointing because uh, much like St. Bonaventures, I had a lot of hopes for them as well. Yeah, I really want to like the Seton Hall team and they keep letting me down because, uh, you know, when I'm looking at uh, rankings, I you know, I look at – you know, are they good on the offense? Are they good on the defensive side of the ball? Is there a balance? Are they really good at one? And this team really balances uh, yeah. both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, top 100 in efficiency on both of those. But to drop, you know, like you said, four out of their last five, six out of their last nine games. Uh, but, you know, losses to Providence, Villanova, to be yes. expected. Uh, just to, to to lose that home game to St. John's. Uh, and, and they really needed to bounce back and get this yes. win against Marquette. Uh, 
I, I, I actually like this Marquette team too. We can yes. talk about that uh, in a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, just you know they're they're going to get back into some more games. You know they're going to play Xavier, they're going to play Villanova uh, and UConn in some games that they're going to have to pull off some big time yeah. upsets, or they're just. Well, gonna really... I was going to get into that. They play Georgetown, you know, next uh, coming up on Tuesday. Uh, we assume that's going to be a win, and then it's Creighton, Xavier, Villanova, Connecticut. I, yeah. I mean, that's a, that could easily the way be they're an playing. Four. Yeah, uh, it, so. They're looking at either they're going to have to get some upsets yes. or they're going to get pulled back to 500 record and not even being yes. any in, kind of contention in, for anything. Yeah, and then it's <sighs> try to make your name here in the uh, conference tournament. And uh, I, I, this one's always a deep and hard conference tournament to yeah. sort of work your way through. So I don't even know if you can sort of count on that. Uh, just really disappointing. Uh I, I I think I okay with the Marquette loss at St. John's. I get it. It was back-to-back. But if you go in there and win in St. John's, how do you not bounce back and win at home? Uh, you know, granted, they're in the sort of same area. Uh, so maybe that's – I just – it's not a good St. John's team. Yeah. You should be able – if you're an elite team, you should be able to beat that team back-to-back, especially if you go into their house and win. Uh, the Marquette, you mentioned it. They've – you know, caught fire once again. Pretty solid team, though. You'd think uh, coming off a loss to that Marquette team just a week prior, you could defend your home court and get that win, and that's something you do. The other team I wanted to talk about here in the Big East, uh, they're coming off a nice win this week uh, versus uh, uh, Creighton uh, was Butler. Uh, they've been really, really disappointing, uh, coming off a, a really bad stretch here. Uh, but I, I think coming in to the season, everybody thought this was going to be a really good Butler team. They were yeah. a pretty good team last year. Uh, essentially they have like five, six year guys on this roster. Uh, it's basically the exact same team, but older, uh, that they've had the previous, uh, yeah. you know, two years. Uh, I don't know what's gone wrong. Um, but, I thought that was a good win versus Creighton. Granted, it's at home. Uh, can this Butler team sort of find themselves and get going in the Big East here, or uh, do you think this is a bit of a lost cause? I'm really shocked they're as poor as they were this year. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to have enough to turn this thing around. Uh, you know, you look, they're non-conference. They had a really tough schedule. Couldn't quite take advantage of getting any wins yeah. there. And then they go into conference play, and another really tough yeah. schedule. And I just look down at the rest of their uh, season, and I don't see many wins left. Uh, um, you know, they're 500 now. They're 10 and 10. Uh, I don't think they can finish with above 500 record. Uh, so unless they just go on some conference tournament hot streak, yeah. uh, this could be the end of Butler for this season. Yeah, uh, just – I just, it was a good win versus Creighton. Granted, home, uh, you know, I, I don't, it will be interesting to see if they can go to Creighton and get that win. Uh, really to turn it around, that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to beat the Creightons, the Marquettes, the Xaviers, you know, a couple times to see if they can get a flow. I don't know if they can do that. I don't even know what's really wrong with them because I mentioned it's basically the same team uh, that they've had for the last three years or so. A lot yeah. of veteran players. It, it just see, hasn't seemed to be able to find their uh, chemistry here 
didn't know if you thought they'd uh, sort of maybe find their way here the last half uh, of the stretch going forward. Maybe that Creighton win kicks them off. I don't know. Uh, but the big game during the week was Providence Xavier. I yeah. think we think these are probably the two best teams in the conference. Maybe Marquette's in there, but, uh, you know, next thing you know, Marquette might be losing to DePaul at Georgetown in, in a back-to-back session. So uh, I think these are the two most consistent teams. Uh, and Providence went in there yeah. and uh, beat up on Xavier pretty good. How impressed are you with this Providence team here? Yeah, I love me some of the Friars basketball. Uh, I think they're playing really good basketball. I saw that pick, uh, I guess it was Wednesday night? Yes. Uh, Wednesday night, and uh, they were getting eight and a half going to Xavier. I was all over that. Wish I'd taken the money line upset uh, because I kind of saw it coming, and they dominated this game from the tip. Uh, you know, really like this Providence team. I think they're going to be uh, moving up this top 25 pretty quick. Yeah, I think so. I, I've liked <clears throat> them pretty much. Uh, sort of throughout uh, here, and uh, I, I hit on them early in the uh, conference schedule. There's a couple ones there, Connecticut and Seton Hall, because I thought they were a little bit better than people let on, and, and that's sort of hold, held true. I, I think probably what threw people off was uh, that tough loss first Virginia, you know, early in the year. Uh, but, you know, we've all been stuck in the python of uh, boring Virginia play, and I, I think that's sort of what caught them. They had a nice win versus Wisconsin on the season, uh, a really good win versus Texas Tech. Uh, the Rhode Island win isn't great, but it, it's still a, you know, a pretty solid win on the season. Uh, Vermont, we probably will get into, uh, beat up on Stony Brook, so they're going to easily probably be the tournament team out of the American East. So, I mean, I, I thought they had better wins than people uh, thought. And, uh, you know, and it just sort of proved out here going into Xavier and getting a win, which is always a difficult place to go in and and pretty much control this game, I thought. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, A couple matchups with Villanova later in the year. Uh, Providence has the potential with their schedule, if they they continue playing hot like they are now, of climbing into the two, three, four seed area, which is huge for this Providence basketball team. Yeah, definitely so. All right, let's move on to the Big Ten. Uh, A couple things I I wanted to get into. Uh, We're going to get into the Michigan State-Illinois game. Uh, Illinois coming off that uh, really uh, poor loss, and uh, I think you were a little bit sitting on Michigan State here. I was a little bit more on Illinois because I think they probably have the better overall talent. And they seem to step up in the bigger games a little better. Uh, And they did. They did for three-fourths of the game and then uh, tried to melt down. But what did you make of this Michigan State-Illinois game? Yeah, I I was really, you know, thought this game was over early. I had Michigan State uh, plus four and a half going into this. And uh, I thought Michigan State was going to come out and and really uh, prove that they were the better team here. They did not. Now, I will say Illinois, I think, is a much different basketball team at home. I think in in their dome there, they they play really good basketball. Um, But just Michigan State, you know, give them credit for clawing back. But one thing I watched is their offense. They just can't find any kind of rhythm or consistency. It seemed like they were just – struggling to get baskets every time they had the ball. Illinois was hitting their shots. Uh, luckily, they kind of went on about a 10-minute stretch yes. there at the end where they couldn't score, let Michigan State back into the game. I got my cover. Um, but just uh, need to see Illinois with a little bit more consistency moving through. Uh, you know, they did lose that game uh, to Purdue. 
uh, we'll see if they can climb back towards the top of the Big Ten. Yeah, I, I think that's probably where I, I put Illinois a nudge ahead of Michigan State is even if, like, the offense gets bogged down, they have a couple guys who can make shots. Yeah. And I just quite haven't seen that out of Michigan State. It's all, you know, mm. possession, 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 work, work, work. And, you know, Illinois can sort of be jumbled in a mess, and then they still find a way to get points. So that may be where I, I sort of separate Illinois a little bit. Uh, but you mentioned it, their consistency sometimes, uh, certainly versus teams that they should dominate. They, they don't always dominate, and it seems like Michigan State's the opposite. Every time they play sort of a, uh, somebody they can bully. They dominate that yeah. uh, sort of thing. So really, really interesting there. Uh, I want to switch gears and, and go to Rutgers here, who, you know, uh, two years ago they were the darling. Uh, last year uh, they were still a little bit of the darling, but uh, they started to lose a handful of games that uh, I think we thought they'd win and they didn't win. Yeah. And that trend uh, seems to be continuing this year. And uh, it, it's sort of the – we mentioned it with Butler. It's a lot of the same – Players that they've had, you know, the previous uh, couple of years. Home game versus Maryland. And, uh, you know, I, I think in years past, Rutgers at home has always been a, yeah. a huge, well, uh, the last three years, I should say. <laughs> not in past. The uh, past uh, three to four years uh, has always been an easy, sweet spot. Uh, losing at home to Maryland here. Um I don't know if they're going to get that late kick and make a push here. I, this just seems like an average team uh, from what I've watched. Yeah, this is, you know, I this was one of the games Tuesday night I made. I, I was 5-1 and one Tuesday. Yeah. This was my one miss. And I going into those games, Rutgers was actually my favorite pick. Yeah, uh, they, we both they, had uh, Rutgers uh, at home uh, on a short line here. Uh, even with how much I, I – talked to, I think Maryland sort of found their edge. I still thought going into, you know, Piscataway uh, here, they were going to struggle. Uh, they did not. Rutgers continues struggling. Yeah, so, I, you know, they de- let me down. They they prove again that it's hard for them to consistently put points on the board. Uh, I didn't think as highly as this Maryland team as, as you did, so I thought Rutgers was going to come out. I When I saw the three-and-a-half line, I was like, wow, this thing should be closer to ten points. Uh, so I was all over that. Turns out it was the only game I missed that <laughs> night. Missed out on a 14. Should have been Maryland minus ten, I think. <laughs> missed out on a 14 parlay with them. So uh, Rutgers is on my no-no list for a little <laughs> while because I was all over them Tuesday, and they let me down well, in a big way. Don't jump on them because they beat up on Nebraska in two days. So we'll see if they can bounce back, but they're really about to get into the meat of this Big Ten schedule, yeah, and I don't see them uh, turning things around. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little worried this team's uh, going away. Uh, speaking of teams, I, I think are starting to fade away a, a little bit. Uh, you know, I, Iowa had a big game uh, this week uh, versus Purdue at home late at night. Uh, I, I fell into the Iowa trap. I, I yep. should never do that because uh, they – Never defend. Uh, somehow, I think they get worse at defense every <laughs> preceding year. Uh, where is this team headed? Um, they have they they started out well in the non conference. I I don't think their non conference was all that uh, you know difficult, uh, but I don't think they've been good in the Big Ten. And uh, I, I'm curious if you think this team uh, is going to make a push. I don't know if they'll not miss the tournament at 14 and 6. They probably have enough yeah. sort of in the bank here. But, you know, I, I just – I think this team can be beat pretty much by every other top-tier team in the Big Ten. Yeah, I look at this Iowa team. And, you know, that matchup last night with Purdue, yeah. I was I was leaning Purdue, uh, 
but you were kind of in the back of my head, and you had picked Iowa. I decided to stay away from the game. I'm glad I did, but uh, I, I should have taken Purdue. But I think I was so up in the air, and, and Purdue's had consistency issues. Uh, but I look at this Iowa team, I think I see a I see a at-large 10 seed. Uh, Big 10 gets a lot of respect from the committee. Yeah. So I, I think they're going to get in the tournament. If they so much as, you know, win 60% of their remaining games, I think they're good. If they can get to that 18 to 20 win area, yeah. they're going to be right there. Uh, but that was an opportunity to really move up into that <laughs> top tier. Couldn't quite do it. Um, so we'll see what they do. Uh, they've got some tough ones coming up, especially Ohio State, I think, next week. Um, that should be a good matchup. Yeah, definitely so. <laughs> I I must say I'm a little concerned, but uh, they always seem to be able to – they're another one that seems to be able to pick on those really poor yeah. sort of Big Ten teams and, and keep their record, uh, you know – Right, at least in line to qualify for the tournament. I'm just wondering if maybe oh, one of these years that that defense comes back to haunt them and uh, Nebraska or Northwestern sneaks up there and, and gets a couple of those wins on them. And then you start looking at that uh, schedule a little side-eye, like uh, how good are you really? You're, yeah. you're entertaining to watch score points out of execution, but uh, you're basically a layup line at the other end. And uh, I think Purdue uh, probably set a record for uncontested layups and dunks the other night. Um, let's move to the Mountain West. I want to talk a little bit here about Boise State, undefeated now in the Mountain West. I thought that was a really, really tough, gritty win versus Wyoming. Uh, coming off another tough, you know, uh, win there versus San Diego State. Um, and that was coming off uh, a win versus Utah State. So they had two road games, Utah State, San Diego State. You know, that's a prime loss with a Wyoming team coming into your home uh, court like that. They handled it. Uh, how good do you think this Boise State team is? I know they got off to a bad start early in the year. Uh, definitely some sort of uh, side-eye losses you'd look yeah. at. But, I, I mean, since about December, uh, they've been on a run here. I think this is a really good Boise State team. It might not be the most entertaining team <laughs> to watch, uh, you know, but I think it's a good Boise oh, yeah. State team. And if they get the right matchup in the NCAA tournament, you know, maybe somebody like an Iowa, I think they could grind them into a dust uh, you know, where I was playing a style they don't want to play. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I cashed in on them uh, in that Wyoming game. Got the, you know, Wyoming was getting points. This Boise State team, they're not going to blow anybody out. They're not going to go out and win by 20. Um, so really good to pick against them with yes. the spread, if, especially if you're getting big lines. But they play some of the best defensive basketball in the country, and uh, they continue to show that night in and night out. And I think they're good enough to keep winning in this uh, Mountain West Conference. Uh, I think they're going to dominate throughout the rest of the year uh, and, and win this conference. Um, but, you know, they may struggle, like, once we get into tournament, depending on who they match up I against. I think that's the biggest thing. It's, like, matchup-wise. Yeah. Um, and, and if they get another team that wants to grind, I, oh, yeah. I, I think they could definitely sort of we, mess with them. Well, you saw that in that San Diego State yeah. game uh, last week, uh, just really ugly basketball game. But um, they play great defense. They take care of the ball incredibly well, and uh, and they force the other teams into turnovers. Um, so if you, if you like watching that defensive ball, you know. I don't this, think anybody likes watching that. <laughs> uh, but just – 
I, I, I like them in this conference. This is sure. the one they put on at 1030 at night that uh, but, we've all had too much to drink and eat and we pass out to and then wake up at uh, midnight. But what I love about them, I think this is a team you can make a lot of money uh, picking their opponent yes. with the points because um, as they keep winning, the opponents are going to start getting yes. more and more points. Uh, and and I just don't think they're going to beat anybody by double digits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to flip things over to the other side. Uh, basically a team almost exactly similar to uh, yep. uh, Boise State here. Uh, it was a two-game week, I, I will admit. but uh, They can't lose like that. On the road at Utah State, I mentioned, you know, Boise State went through that thing, you know, grinded away a win. That's a tough loss there for San Diego State to lose. Uh, to Utah State, give up seventy five points. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, where, what are your feelings here on San Diego State? I think going into the year, um, we probably were pretty high on this team. Uh, I thought they looked pretty decent, you know, early on. Um, they got a nice win over St. Mary's. Big win over Colorado State. Big win over Colorado State, but uh, I don't know. I, I can forgive the Boise State loss. I. I Thought they'd bounce back versus UNLV on Monday, but uh, I think that's Utah State games one they need to put in, and you know it's there's a jumble there up at the Mountain West. I think they can probably get three teams. Yeah, I don't know if they'd extend to four, and then you have the committee going back and looking back, and they Seeing probably Utah see the State. Utah State loss. I wonder how much that comes into play. Certainly with a team like Colorado State. Yeah, well, it's like you said, you know, with Boise State. Colorado State, I think those are the two best teams in the conference. I think those are both tournament teams. I think if San Diego State can maybe get a big win or two, uh, especially against you know that rematch against yes. Boise or one of the two against Colorado State, I think they're going to need one of those to prove that they're also in that top yes. tier. I think if they drop their two against Colorado State and the rematch against Boise, they may not have quite enough on the resume to get yes. into the tournament. I, I, I'm very curious to see that. Now, you know, uh, also conference tournament, how that plays out. Uh, you know, and Fresno State and Wyoming both sort of knocking on that door as well. We'll see if those two teams are, can make a run. Uh, I, I just must say, a really sort of uh, disappointing uh, game there uh, for them in the Mountain West during the week. Granted, I, I, that's the other thing with the committee. I don't know how much they're going to – you know, factor that in. Like, oh, you played Monday and then you played Wednesday on the road. Yeah. Maybe that's, you know, a little bit of a, a look ahead. Let's go to the NBC. And we were seeing uh, Missouri State's praises, I must say. Hot and then very cold. I, I almost took Indiana State because yeah. I looked at it and I was like, oh, this is such a dud performance coming <laughs> off, off your big win versus Loyola. Uh, they capitulated. Dud performance there for Missouri State. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a really tough loss because that's – that's not a great Indiana State team. Hard place to go, I, I admit, but uh, you sort of got to win that game. And now our hopes probably lie with Drake as a, <laughs> a, a two-bid league there for the MVC. Yeah, I was looking at this one. There was a lot of cappers out there on Tuesday or uh, earlier in the week selling Indiana State. Yes. Indiana State, guys, that's the upset. Missouri State's going to have this bounce back. And, you know, you look at that upset against Loyola Chicago, Missouri State – they basically hit every shot yes. in that game. They had a player go for 40. Uh, so I wish I had jumped on that Indiana yeah. State money line as well. I was uh, very mad once I saw the results. I was like, you knew better. But so you look at Missouri State, unless they're shooting 75% yeah. and have a star player going off, I don't 
think they're that great. Yeah, uh, definitely. So uh, we'll see how they go throughout <laughs> the rest of the year. But uh, that was a tough one. A tough one I sort of saw and uh, am kicking myself still for not taking that plus seven and a half at Indiana State. Speaking of games we both saw. Yeah, uh, UCLA, Arizona. <laughs> I, was this Monday night? Uh, I think we were both really, really heavy on it. I, I think we were both a little mad we didn't even go more heavy <laughs> yes. on it. I went even heavier than you, uh, but I, I think I was mad I didn't press you and be like, <laughs> this was the one to put everything on so you have a little bit of a bankroll for the rest of the college basketball season here. Uh, UCLA just dominated Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we both talked about it on uh, Sunday or Monday uh, when we did the show that uh, it, it's just this is the second time Arizona's played a team that's sort of of the top tier on their level and they probably were going to get blitzed here because they just aren't used to it they haven't seemed to hit that meat of the back 12 schedule yet (laughs) yeah um you know this is one like high five emoji between the two of us because when I was looking going into this matchup everyone was on Arizona everyone loves their style of play they were at the top of the country in both offensive and defensive efficiency but I just thought you know what has Arizona shown me They've played a very weak schedule going into this one. The only team they really played that was any good was at Tennessee. They lost that one. Uh, and I actually really like this UCLA team. Uh, like you said, I wish I would put a whole lot more on it. Yeah. We both saw it coming a mile away. Really should have cashed in. And I'm looking forward to some more opportunities to pick against Arizona because until they prove me wrong and step up and play a good opponent, when they start getting into this USC, Oregon, these matchups, yes. I'm probably going to start picking against them even more. Yeah, I, I'm really curious to see. Uh, if their level jumps, uh, they're about to hit that where they play at least a handful of yeah. good teams in a row here. Uh, it's Some of it's just a weird schedule, Cork. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think they thought coming into the season they were going to, you know, be this uh, good a team. They are a really good team. They just, you know, schedule Cork where the back end of their back 12 schedule happened to be all the good teams. The front end happened to be all the bad ones. Uh, speaking of disappointing, uh, oh. we both did a high five about Oregon. And, uh, <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah. Colorado goes up there, beats them 82-78. Uh, I think this was maybe my most disappointing loss of the yes, week definitely. here. Uh, they seem to be riding high. Uh, you just can't lose to this Colorado team at, at home. Yeah. I, you know, I, I could probably brush it off. It was a road win during the week in Colorado, uh, but uh, this is not really acceptable. And once again, they're 12 and 7. I think they'll probably win out enough games to, you know, get into the tournament. Uh, but this is one of those where you look at and are like, eh. yeah, you know, we had talked about it. I thought I I thought highly of Oregon. Uh, at least until after this game, uh, thought they had turned that corner, just, you know, overcame the rough start. We're climbing back, start getting back to the team that we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. But losing this game to a mediocre Colorado team at home, I think you can kind of put them in the same boat that, like, Iowa's in. Yeah. Uh, just not quite taking care of business when they need to. And uh, we'll see. They've got some good matchups coming up later yeah. in the season. Uh, you know, they've got a They're run- about to go through an easy part of their schedule. So yeah. they should be able to pack on you know, three or four wins. Now, granted, we were probably counting Colorado in there as one of those wins, and it ended up being a loss. Yeah, so. they've got a three-game matchup towards the end of the year, USC, UCLA, and Arizona. Um, that's definitely their proven opportunity there. Uh, I still think talent-wise this is a good basketball team, uh, but, you know, they dropped the ball again and let me down, and I was really disappointed because I thought they were going to come out and dominate. Yeah, definitely so. I, I thought they would, too. Uh, really, really disappointing there uh, for Oregon. 
All right, uh, let's move to the other side of things here. Uh, let's move to the SEC. Uh, interesting uh, game uh, for Alabama. Uh, <laughs> basically, they beat Gonzaga, and since then, uh, they've been about the same as Georgia, and then they lose to Georgia. I, I think I can forgive pretty much all those losses until that one. Um that's just a, a bad one. What what's going wrong here for this Alabama team? I really, I, I, I don't even know. They have talent. Yeah. Uh, there are games. I, I mean, you saw it. Uh, I think it was a week ago. They played LSU and I put it on them. I just I don't understand really. Yeah, Alabama's really a head scratcher because when you look at all the metrics, you think this is one of the best teams in the country. Mm-hmm. But they continue to drop games that they should win. You know, you look at Missouri. You look at that. Uh, you know. Heck, that Memphis loss yes. is looking like a bad loss yes. now because Memphis isn't all that great. You know, they lost the obvious one to Iona, but really this ugly one was Georgia because Georgia is probably one of the, if not the worst team in the SEC. And, uh, yeah, I get it's a road game, but you got to take care yeah, of the ball. There was nobody at that game. Yeah, no one goes to the they Georgia were basketball still game. They're the still streets. celebrating yes. their national championship. <laughs> there was probably more people at that, at the football stadium, than there was at this basketball game. Um, so can't lose this game. Um they're Tom Crean's, by the way, the next one to get fired in midseason. Now, granted, this might push it back another week. So, uh, yeah, this one's a this one's a can't lose. I, I yeah. think, and a really tough stretch coming yeah. up. I think you know you can sort of talk yourself into it. The Iona loss, they're going to be a tournament team. They're dominating. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we probably both already have our eye on upset special Iona. And by the time the tournament comes around, they might be the higher seed than they're playing, so it won't be an upset special. Uh, Memphis was a little bit head-scratching, but once again, at that point, Memphis had, you know, pretty much all their talent. And, uh, you know, if you look at their talent, they got a couple guys who theoretically are going to be playing in the NBA. So you don't like the loss, but you sort of are like, okay, you know, they shot well that day. Uh, same with Davidson, probably will be an NCAA tournament team. You could accept it. You just have those two there, Missouri and Georgia. Those can't be losses. No. Those aren't tournament teams. Yeah. Uh, those are really bad bottom feeder teams who uh, have no reason to be even anywhere around there. And then you look at the, you know, defensive side of things. 92 points to Missouri, 82 points to Georgia. Uh, that's just... That can't go on, and I, I can't I can't explain how you win games. Gonzaga, Houston, and then all of a sudden, this stretch of losses. Basically, you've been a 500 team since beating uh, essentially two of the top five teams in the country. Yeah. So uh, I, I just, I don't know. They got another big one uh, coming up. We'll, yeah. we'll get into that. Uh, it'd be even more funny if they end up winning that game and have three wins or the top five and then have Mizzou and Georgia losses on the schedule. Uh, may have been a situation they were looking ahead yeah. a little bit because uh, this is a big matchup against Baylor coming up this yeah. weekend. Uh, they also have Auburn, too, coming yeah. up. So, I mean, if they beat all top, uh, essentially the top one seeds and then have weird losses, I I mean, I, I'll already say now, I, I'm assuming they'll probably get into the NCAA tournament. Oh, yeah. Things would have to go really, really bad down the stretch here with, you know, their wins. Uh, but uh, I have no clue what I'm doing with them because – I mean, you've already seen Iona Davidson. They can lose to those teams. Uh, so, I, I mean, they could be a Final Four run or uh, a first-round exit. So, really, really uh, confusing uh, sort of one there uh, for them. And then we'll switch gears uh, to the the other sort of uh, confusing team in the SEC. I, I, I think it was probably uh, 
three weeks back, yeah. uh, maybe about five weeks back when you first, I, I first uh, sent you a text. I, I think it was they were playing Mississippi State, yeah. and I was like, I, I know Arkansas has some weird losses, but there's a lot of potential on this team. Uh, I like the value of them uh, getting points there versus Mississippi State. Uh, they proceeded to get routed in that game <laughs> and uh, proceeded to get routed by Vandy and Texas A&M. And uh, I think you were looking at me side-eye, and then all of a sudden, uh, the Mizzou game, they beat them by about 50. That sits in, everything sort of clicked, and uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you make of this Arkansas team here? I, you know, I really like this Arkansas yeah. team. I think they're playing really good basketball. They're finally you know, playing their brand of basketball again. Uh, you know, they started strong, but it was an easy schedule. Um, they kind of, you know, slow start into the SEC schedule, but now they're playing really yes. good. Um, I think they could end up, you know, it, it really is depends on how they finish, but right now they're playing, you know, some of the best basketball in the country. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see them. I think, uh, I think they can win against this game against West Virginia. Uh, they do have a really tough SEC schedule on the back half. Yes. It's definitely backloaded. But I can see them going in and getting some good wins. Um, this is definitely, I think, right now, I think they're playing like a four or five seed yes. team. Uh, but uh, I, I put them up there in the top four or five SEC teams. Yeah, uh, honestly, I, I think out of the West, uh, you know, Auburn's there. I, I think Arkansas would be my next pick over in LSU or Alabama on that side of things. So uh, I, I really like this Arkansas team. It's making me look much better now than when I told you to take them versus Mitt State. They got throttled and then proceeded to lose to Vanderbilt at A&M in the preceding weeks, coming off losses to Oklahoma and uh, Hofstra. So uh, just a, a, a weird sort of team, but they seem to have found their flow. Yeah. I, I really like Eric Musselman as a coach. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to continue to keep my eye on this team. I, I was big on them last year, too. I, I so uh, maybe I just have a little bit of a bias, but I just like the way they play. Uh, let's go to the Western Athletic Conference. Uh, uh, sort of a semi-big game. Uh, Stephen F. Austin uh, went up there. Uh, Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston, New Mexico State. Uh, sort of the uh, the powers that be in the Western Athletic Conference. Yes, they're not really a Western <laughs> Athletic. Uh, they're sort of all over the world. Uh, but uh, Seattle. Secretly up there was yeah. actually starting out undefeated after firing the coach. Uh, they've basically been undefeated since then. This was their first uh, sort of true, true test uh, here, and uh, they got it done. So uh, the Fighting Elgin Baylors here have uh, put a run together. Um, do we take them serious yet, or are we still looking at them a little bit side-eye because – Yes, they got the win versus Stephen F. Austin, but then comes Sam Houston, then Grand Canyon, then New Mexico State. The other three teams, all of which you'd probably say were legit basketball teams that yeah. are, will make at least some sort of effort into maybe being bubblish to automatic bid in the NCAA tournament here. So what do we make of the fighting Elgin Baylors? Yeah, I was surprised. I thought uh, I was almost took Stephen F. Austin in this pick. Uh, I just, did. <laughs> just because I didn't know if Seattle was the real deal. Uh, they took care of business. I think you can kind of hold your breath, though, until you see this New Mexico State matchup. Yep. Uh, they're going to have to at least split there if they if they want to win this conference. I, New Mexico State's obviously the top dog there. Um, but, you know, give them credit. They're, they're taking care of business. They surprised me again. Uh, I thought they were going to fall off. So uh, we'll see if they can keep it rolling. Yeah. Uh, fun to have Seattle good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
been since the uh, 1950s, <laughs> since they've really been a force in the world. So if we can get Seattle back to be a force in the world, a lot of good talent out there. Uh, I don't know if force, but uh, I- I'd like to see them make a push here. Uh, I- I've... I, I sort of would really like to see that. But uh, we'll see how they do in this uh, next coming week. So they'll probably be in the uh, games of the week for the uh, next two weeks to see how they do. Uh, let's move to the West Coast Conference. A couple things to hit uh, on here. Big matchup, St. Mary's, yeah. San Francisco. Uh, St. Mary's pulled it out. Uh, yeah. I, I was a little disappointed. I, I wanted my Dons and the fighting Bill Cartwrights uh, to put some uh, wood to St. Mary's here, but uh, St. Mary's still looks like the uh, sort of second team into the West Coast Conference. Uh, We'll get to BYU next after uh, a uh, disappointing, uh, let's say, game uh, uh, Thursday night. But uh, St. Mary's, San Francisco here. What'd you make of this game? Well, you know, we were kind of on both sides of the fence here. I was more St. Mary's, you were more San Francisco, which is a two-point game. Uh, But, you know, we kind of put them right in the same boat looking for a little bit of um, to something to separate the two teams. Yeah. And a two-point victory ain't going to do it a whole lot. Uh, but, you know, credit St. Mary's going in, getting the win. And uh, But I think uh, – did you take San Francisco? I this did one? take San Francisco and they were minus, minus two, two and a half. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was a tough one for me to take. <laughs> I, I think that was more a bet with my heart uh, than my brain. Uh, but – I, I I will say both teams I thought played pretty well in the game. Uh, St. Mary's just sort of executed a little bit better uh, down the stretch. Uh, you know, uh, pretty highly efficient offense from both sides of the team. Uh, St. Mary's just made a couple more plays there. Uh, really good second half from them. So, yeah, disappointing. Uh, I don't know what this does to the Don sort of uh, tournament hopes. I thought they needed a win there. Uh, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll move to BYU. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if you can lose uh, to Santa Clara on the road and still make a case uh, for your at-large hopes. Um, you know, they 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 have a couple weird losses in there. I think this is a really uh, good basketball team with a lot of you know good players, but uh, they seem to drop a couple games uh, every. You know, it's like a every two week thing. Yeah. Uh, a game they should win. They sort of drop the ball there. Yeah, uh, and, you know, they, they play your San Francisco here yes. in that game or two, and then Gonzaga. Uh, so just an ugly loss uh, to uh, okay Santa Clara team. Yeah, uh, it's not – Yeah, Santa Clara is not, you not know – Not the worst by any It's means. not like, you know, losing to Pacific or something. It, yeah. It's difficult to go into Santa Clara Yeah, they and can't win. go and lose to Pacific. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's when you sort of, if you want to maintain, you know, sort of your tournament thing, especially in a conference uh, that's, you know, on the lower half. Yeah. Even though I, I think there are, you know, four or five solid teams in yeah. here, uh, you can't lose games to Santa Clara. You well, want to lose games to Gonzaga. You want to lose games to St. Mary's. San Francisco, you're probably okay, but you can't lose games well, to Santa Clara. With BYU's schedule, you know, they play good basketball, but there are opportunities yeah. uh, to get good wins. Come and to the you and San Diego State, you know, loss yeah. sort of hurts it as well. But you, you can't afford to lose the games you're supposed yeah. to win because you have to win the ones you're supposed to because you'll have, you know, the ones that you're not supposed to win, there's not very many of them. Uh, so uh, really look for them. They're going to need to run the table. Well, not run the table, but come close to running the table. I think you can afford to lose to Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Um, and But you're going to have to go in. You're going to have to get 
uh, a win at Loyola Marymount, yeah. I think, and uh, probably take care of San Francisco at home if you really want to definitely be move up in San Francisco and, uh, and, and probably, you know, uh, beat one or two of them in the tournament as well. I, you now, uh, sort of BYU probably has to make the final yeah. of that West Coast Conference tournament. Uh, I, I think West Coast Conference still gets two. I, I don't know if it's going to – Gonzaga's one for uh, sure. Yeah. But I don't know if they can stretch three. I, I was looking at it where maybe, you know, the St. Mary's gets in there as a two, and then, you know, BYU-San Francisco or BYU-St. Mary's worth fighting out for that third spot. I don't know if they can quite – you know, uh, make that case unless they all start beating Gonzaga, which uh, I just don't know <laughs> if that leap's going to happen. There, there's a tear and then there's a... There's a big <laughs> There's a tear uh, there. So, uh, yeah, uh, just uh, sort of disappointing. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll probably go through a little run where they win some games and then drop another one to a weird one. Uh, but, yeah, just disappointing for this BYU team. All right, that's our recap of the week. Let's get into the weekend Games of the week. Uh, Friday, not a huge slate. Uh, we're going to stay pretty much in the Midwest here. A uh, couple in the MAC. Uh, the four best teams in the MAC are squaring off for for each other. Uh, Ohio, Buffalo. Ohio coming off that uh, loss last week to Toledo. I- I'm curious if they can bounce back. Tough road game here yeah. uh, versus Buffalo. And then Akron versus Toledo. Uh, Akron. Probably, I, I rank a little bit ahead of Buffalo here, but tough game versus Toledo. How do you see these two uh, playing out in, in this one? Yeah, I like Ohio to bounce back, uh, and I, I like Toledo to take care of business. I, yeah. I really like this Toledo team. They may be one of my picks uh, tonight. Uh, I took them on Wednesday, I believe, and I got a W with them. Uh, so They're maybe, really playing well. Yeah, so uh, I think they're probably the best team in the conference right now. Uh, we'll see uh, how, they, how it goes, but it's like you said, this could be one through four as far as – teams in that yeah. conference, and I, and I like the Toledo. Fellow Toledo alum just took the Chicago Bears jump. <laughs> Switching on to football time, uh, but uh, and, and then we go to uh, the Cleveland State-Wright State. Uh, yeah. Wright State, difficult uh, loss to Northern Kentucky, and uh, I, I had that game, uh, Northern Kentucky now. Northern Kentucky's 500, but uh, I do think they'll sort of make their way up the charts here, certainly in the tournament. They're always a force to be reckoned with. Uh, but these are the two best teams right now. Cleveland State's really sort of separated yeah. uh, themselves, I think. Uh, but uh, what do you make of Cleveland State, Wright State? Does Wright State find a way to sort of well, uh, get back on track here? Does Cleveland State sort of continue their run? Uh, this may be a preview into my picks for tonight. We'll see if the show gets out uh, before uh, Friday evening. But <laughs> Cleveland State, they're, they're on a hot streak, uh, but they're – they're a little lucky. Uh, yeah. They tend to not cover. They're winning a lot of close games. I think they've only covered once in their last six. Um, so I, I, I actually am probably going to lean Wright State uh, tonight. Yeah. I think it's about a point and a half, two points right now uh, in, in Wright State's favor. Uh, I, I will probably take Wright State in this matchup uh, just because Cleveland State plays around a little bit too much and they don't take care of business as far as uh, putting games away. Yeah, I wanted to put this as a combo package because uh, they have – uh, the two sort of uh, back-to-back games because then they play Northern Kentucky, who I think will be the other player uh, here in the Horizon League on mm-hmm. Sunday. So I, I think we'll sort of uh, see right where Cleveland State is. I, I also think they've 
they, they've sort of been beneficial schedule-wise to sort of play in the uh, lower tier yeah. of, of the horizon so far. And, and we're about to see them, you know, run through Wright State, uh, Northern Kentucky, and uh, Milwaukee, who hasn't been that great but uh, has a couple of talented kids on it. Uh, they just haven't shown up. I think one of them is having his eyes towards the NBA uh, dream here. Uh, but uh, – I do. I think we'll find out if Cleveland State is legit and uh, sort of if it's going to be their mm-hmm. conference to dominate or it's going to be a right state, Northern Kentucky, which uh, sort of has been the uh, norm the last handful of years. So really interested to sort of see that combo package uh, of yeah. games there. And then lastly, we'll go out to the West. Uh, and Boise State got another one versus Fresno State. Difficult game here to go on the road versus Fresno State. I talked about it last week. Fresno State a little bit on the fringes, uh, probably not quite in that tournament bubble competition, but I think a win at home here versus Boise State might be able to start uh, getting them back into that conversation here. Uh, what do you make of this Boise State-Fresno uh, State game here? Yeah, I think Boise State just plays too good of a defense here. Uh, they both struggle to put points on the board. Um Offensively, and I think uh, Boise State's defense is going to carry him. And this is another one. I think it's at a point and a half spread. Uh, could go either way, but I'm leaning Boise. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see if Fresno State can step up here. They they sort of need a win uh, like this. Uh, they played once before. Uh, Boise State beat them uh, semi easily. Uh, you know, for Boise State, a ten point win is really That's like a, a big win, like a them. twenty point yeah. win, uh, especially since they scored sixty five points in that game. Uh, they aren't that kind of uh, pace-setting team. So 65 is really like, uh, you know, a 90 uh, yeah. for you know a normal pace team. So I'll, I'll see if Fresno State can sort of bounce back. Tricky night game uh, on the road uh, on a Friday night uh, with Boise State having already played a couple times this week. So maybe uh, they're a little bit worn down. I, I, I'm really curious to see how that game turns out. We go to Saturday. Pretty big, nice big day, yeah. Pretty nice slate Saturday. Uh a Big 12 SEC uh, contest going on. Uh, I thought some of the matchups were a little dull, but uh, you get a handful of really, really uh, big-time showdowns, which is probably what everybody's going to see. Uh, but first one on the list I put is Duke-Louisville. I'm curious to see how this Louisville team <laughs> responds. Uh, you know, we got a leaked little thing that uh, the AD asked the players if they were still responding to the coach, and the players were like, eh. eh. So, I, I, you know, how serious I take that, I don't know. Uh, you know, I think if you ask any player how he's responding to the coach, especially when the teams are losing, it's probably always going to be eh. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know if that question gets asked when anybody's on a 20-game winning streak uh, to see if there's a counter answer to it. But uh, Duke Louisville, does Louisville have anything to offer here uh or does it continue down the uh stretch of despair yeah I, I haven't been a whole lot impressed with duke so if there's any fight left in louisville this would be the game to show it uh, and, and just you know prove to the country that they're still got some talent on that team uh, but I, i'm not sure what the spread's going to be on this mm-hmm. one just yet i think if it's double digits maybe take a peek at louisville just because duke uh I don't know if I can fully trust them yet, uh, but Duke's a much better team here and uh, should take care of business. Yeah, uh, using soccer logic, going with the new coach bounce uh, here with Louisville. So uh, <laughs> people who do soccer will uh, understand that logic of uh, <laughs> fire the coach the next week you always take the uh, team who just fired the coach because there's always a new coach bounce. I don't know if it works the same in college basketball, especially in a midseason firing, but uh, 
It would be interesting to investigate. All right, let's go to a, a really uh, interesting game yeah, here. Definitely. I know you're high on this TCU team. LSU, TCU, pretty good matchup here for uh, interesting uh, sort of teams. I, I'm curious to see if TCU can play at this LSU level, and, and I'm sort of curious to see where LSU is at versus teams outside sort of the SEC that they know. Yeah, LSU's got a little bit of the injury bug right now that's hurting them, and TCU, you know, they got that win against Iowa State last week. Uh, they've really been impressing me, and I, you know, I, I really like this Big 12. I think it's a really good conference, and TCU's playing really well. LSU, they were on a three-game uh, skid, barely got this win uh, the other day. So uh, we'll see how uh, – I'm interested to see. I think TCU's going to be getting points here. Yeah, I'm hoping they get a lot. This could be an upset special for me. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see where this line uh, falls. I do think it probably would lean maybe three towards LSU, uh, but uh, it, it'll be interesting to see where it falls, especially since LSU hasn't been able to score a lot of points. So I wonder if the automator – Factor that in, and it ends up like a pick'em where it's thin. I'm, I get a little bit more wobbly on the TCU side of things. Uh, I, I threw this one in because it's always a fun rivalry. Uh, yeah. But uh, we're almost in where I just throw in Michigan into uh, where do we sit with them because uh, that they're in the uh, sort of warning uh, yeah. territory here. They haven't played great basketball pretty much all season long. <laughs> uh, Michigan, Michigan State coming up. Do you put this in a must-win for Michigan, or are you still sort of uh, like it's Michigan State, it's probably a okay bad loss? But uh, I, I think the warning signs are getting there where we start to wonder if Michigan needs to do a couple things to get into the tournament here. Uh, granted, they don't have, like, terrible losses, but there are a lot of losses starting to pile. Yeah, I, think, I, I do think this is a must-win for Michigan, and I think – the worst thing that could have happened to them was Michigan State going in and losing to that Illinois team. Yeah. I think Michigan State's going to turn it around. I think they're going to be ready for this one and get back on track, and, and it's not looking good for Michigan. Yeah, uh, they might make it in uh, next week as we discuss Michigan. It's certainly if they lose this game, uh, where we sit uh, with yeah. them. Uh, you know, uh, Xavier Creighton, I, I think this is a really, really Both fun. teams need to win. Yeah. Really need. Uh, you got Xavier going into a really, really tough place to play. Uh, not a lot of people go into Creighton and win yeah. uh, there. Uh, both coming off sort of, uh, I, I wouldn't say bad losses during yeah. the week, but losses during the week. Need to get back on track. I'm really curious uh, how this game plays out. Uh, who do you think needs it more? How do you think this game's going to play out? I think Creighton needs it more uh, just simply because I don't I think that Providence team that just beat Xavier yeah. is a really good basketball team. Um, I, I, I would want to take Xavier in this matchup if it was a neutral site, uh, but it being in Creighton, like you said, yeah. uh, makes me a little wary. Uh, we'll see what the line is, but this may be just a one where I enjoy a good basketball yeah. game uh, because both of these teams are going to come out fighting for sure. Yeah, I, I'm curious. I, I have a number that they're going to make Xavier favorites. And if they do, I'm, I'm grabbing Creighton on that side. I don't know if they go, go up over five. Uh, I think they'd probably be too scared that a lot of people would jump on Creighton then. Uh, but uh, I'm curious to see where this uh, line flits out. This one probably, I, I do think I'd use the term must win for West Virginia Definitely. here. Because uh, they just seem to be falling fast. This Arkansas team is, is on a high right now, but... You know, I look at them probably going into the year. You'd look at these two teams and you'd say, eh, in and around the same level of play. Uh, Arkansas seems to have the arrow pointing up. West Virginia seems to have the arrow pointing down. 
I just think West Virginia has to win this one. Where are you sitting on uh, West Virginia, Arkansas? Yeah, I really like Arkansas here. Now, um, recent trends could end up making the spread a little large uh, for my taste. Yeah. And, and I, don't I, I, I don't think I probably put a bet on Arkansas here just because yeah. I think this is uh, going to be bloated. I, I think if it manages to be five or lower, I'd, I'd probably take Arkansas, but I think this is going to be almost to the double-digit yeah, range with the way so. West Virginia's been playing and the way Arkansas's yeah. been playing. Uh, and I believe it's at Arkansas. It um, so uh, just really like Arkansas here, but I don't quite have the confidence in them getting a My double. My question, if you got double, uh, let's say ten and a half for West Virginia, would you be bold See, enough to grab? I'd still be leaning more Arkansas yeah. there, and that's why if, if it's large, I'm just going to stay away. Yeah. Uh, because I really don't buy into this West Virginia team, and they've really let me down, and and, and they've been underperforming. You thought that they maybe could step yeah. up into that. They haven't, and uh, and I, I like I like this Arkansas team. They're yeah. one of my favorite teams right now, especially in the SEC. Um, so small small odds, I'd probably take Arkansas, but if it gets large, I'm just going to yeah. stay away. All right, uh, let's go to Indiana Maryland. Not the most exciting matchup, but. Uh, I'm just curious where this Maryland ride goes. You may have won me over to Maryland. <laughs> yeah, you're going to cause them to lose. Uh, but Indiana probably sits in that dead middle tier of the Big Ten where yeah. you don't know if you trust them, but they're also they're a pretty solid team. And, yeah. you know, you, you don't know which uh, sort of hot streak is going to come. Uh, Maryland starting to find it. Uh, do you think Indiana goes in there, takes care of business? Do you think... Uh, this Maryland team continues to roll here on this little stretch. I think this is another opportunity for Maryland to, to can continue their yeah, run here. Like, I'm on the same wavelength yeah, here on um, this one. I think Indiana, you can kind of put them maybe a little ahead of Michigan. Yeah. They're kind of in that who-knows area right now. Uh, but Maryland, they've been proving it lately. And uh, being at home, I think they may be able to keep that momentum going. Yeah, I, I think you put them in the uh, – uh, if, if they were in the NCAA tournament and they played Iona and lost, you wouldn't be stunned. But if they played like Texas and won, you also wouldn't be stunned. So yeah. it's in that tier of a range of uh, <laughs> many uh, chances uh, of uh, outcomes on that one. I, I'm just curious to see if Maryland can make a push here to <coughs> sort of get into the tournament. All right, let's move on to our next one. I talked about it a little bit. Temple goes to SMU. Uh, you got Houston. Then it'll drop off to SMU, and then you got probably a nice little, maybe not Grand Canyon gap, but uh, the Rio Grande uh, sort of gap to the next tier of teams. I think Temple's probably that top tier of the next tier of teams. Uh, how much do you need to see from Temple here going into SMU? Uh, what What's your trust level into this SMU team? They've been a pretty consistent sort of, uh, you know, mid-level uh, seed tournament team the last handful of years. So what's, what's your feeling on Temple SMU here? I think Temple's got more to prove in this game. Uh, now it will be a struggle going on the road, but I do think they're they're a slightly better team. And uh, and they may if they come in with that chip on their shoulder, uh, maybe they can come in and, and surprise some people. But yeah. they're going to need to narrow, narrow that gap and get up there in the Houston yeah. range. I, I will say I'm not quite as bullish on Temple this weekend, as I was during the week on the Cincinnati game. I, I, I definitely trust them a lot more at home and sort of in that range mm -hmm. to beat up on all those middle-tier teams than the sort of two upper echelon teams uh, in that conference. Big one in the Big South. Winthrop Longwood. I've been You're big on this one. Yes, I've been waiting for this one for a while. Now, uh, <laughs> Winthrop had a little bit of a letdown losing in the uh, two-game week, uh, but then they bounced back and uh, – 
won a tough game versus Kennesaw. So, you know, back on track. Uh, I am really interested more to see how Longwood goes here. Winthrop's been uh, sort of the dominant team uh, in the Big South for a long, long time. They're the big bugaboo. Uh, then you got Jacksonville State hovering right around there. Uh, but this Longwood team really looks good, undefeated in conference so far. This is the biggest step up they've had uh, uh, to see if they're really legit here. What are your feelings, Winthrop Longwood? Do I need to get you the Longwood uh, hoodie? Well, you know, everything tells me Winthrop, except for you. You're, you're telling me Longwood. You're telling me they're this great team. They're going to be the Cinderella story this year. So, uh I probably I don't know if I'll make a pick on this game. We'll see what the odds are, but uh, I may. This is a wait and see for me. I think. Yeah, I will say I, I'm probably getting a little scared here. I'm curious um, what the odds makers do here, uh, because lazy odds makers probably make Winthrop about a two three point favorite because they don't know any better. But uh, like, if I'm looking at the line, I, I'm probably like three on Longwood here. So I'm curious where they sit. If they just go the lazy way, knowing everybody sort of looks at this game, sees Winthrop Longwood, everybody is just as into Winthrop, uh, who at least follows college basketball. Uh, most of the other uh, sort of halftime betters just uh, sort of scan through and don't pay attention. But uh, I'm just curious where this line sits. But uh, I will say I'm not as aggressive on Longwood uh, quite yet. I want to see what they do first. Uh, this Winthrop team, who's still a very, very good team. Maybe not the best team in the Big South this year, but still, uh, you know, if they make their run through the tournament and win it, not going to shock me all that much. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, very excited about the Big South. This is the game I will be watching. Uh, <laughs> next up, Baylor, Alabama. This will probably be the game you will be yes. watching. Uh, Alabama, the uh, Dragon Slayer so far this year. But uh, have not been able to beat the little teams. We already talked about them a little bit. Curious how you think this game's going to play out. Uh, does Baylor just sort of suffocate them into submission, or does Alabama step up? They've shown a tendency to step up in the big games. Does it continue here, or do we get uh, Judge Dor Georgia? Uh, I, I would normally say I think Bama steps up here, but I really like this Baylor team. Yeah. I think this Baylor team could be uh, – they're on the road for back-to-back, -back, I think. Um, so uh, they're they're the best team in the country, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, it's going to be a hard one for me to make a pick on. I'm, I'm interested to see what the line is, uh, Bama being at home. Uh, maybe that comes down enough to where I'm tempted to take Baylor. I could see Baylor going into this four-and-a-half, five-point favorites. If it creeps down in that area, I may lean that. But it uh, should be a great game of basketball. Yeah. Uh, you know, Baylor's one of these teams where I think it's like least likely to be upset uh, just because to actually beat them, you probably have to have one of those just random shooting days where you're hitting everything, even if they're playing good defense. You know, a couple shots get thrown up there, they go in. Uh, that being said, uh, that's sort of been Alabama's style. So, you know, if they're having one of those days where they're hitting, you know, a, a lot of difficult shots, maybe it's in there. But uh, I just trust this Baylor team too much. I think sort of Alabama's lost its way. I, I think uh, Baylor goes in there and probably crushes them. Uh, so I'll be interested to see where this line sits. Uh, if they make it more down to your side or they're too scared to give anything like under, uh, you know, 6-7 and really sort of push Baylor up there. So nobody's just going to 
hop on there and jump on them or jump on them on the money line. Yeah. Uh, maybe they do a little offset, lower that spread, but, you know, push the money line a little higher than it probably should be uh, to where the line sits. So, really interesting one. Then we go to Conference USA. North Texas, Louisiana Tech. Keep your eye on this North Texas team. Pretty good basketball team here. Louisiana Tech bounced back this week. Yep. Got a pretty good win. I'm really interested to see if this North Texas team could go into Louisiana Tech and win. Uh, you mentioned UAB. Uh, they're the other class of Conference USA here. Uh, let you down a little bit uh, the other day. Uh, but uh, I want to see if this North Texas team puts themselves into the player category. Louisiana Tech, North Texas, UAB. Teams uh, really in Conference USA. I don't know if this is a two-bid league. They don't have a lot of teams with sort of trendy names, and the ones yeah. who are good this year aren't trendy names. I think UAB has enough of a name that they would get in. I don't know if they'd be willing to at-large bid a Louisiana Tech or a North Texas. So I think this is really, really sort of important game for one of these teams to separate themselves to at least get a look at by the committee. Yeah, I, I, I don't think North Texas is going to go into Louisiana Tech. It's a tough place to go into and yes. get a win. Uh, they've, you know, always in this conference been at or near the top. Um, and so I just, you know, like you said, North Texas, they're on a really good win streak. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but I think I'm leaning Louisiana Tech here. Yeah, I, I really want them to go in there and get this win, but uh, I think it'll be too difficult to go in there and, and beat a, a really good Louisiana Tech team who – Actually, just might be better. Uh, really, uh, really close game, though, uh, overall. Really excited to watch that one as well. Uh, next up on the slate, we go to the WAC. Uh, and Sam Houston. Uh, granted, middle of the state, uh, lower southern Texas, but uh, <laughs> hey, whatever. Uh, Sam Houston goes to Seattle. We talked about Seattle a little bit before. Sam Houston, uh, second in the conference to New Mexico State with Seattle. Uh Really had a good run here. Uh, how do you think this game is going? Uh, does Seattle win sort of back-to-back? Granted, they have not left their uh, home base in <laughs> Seattle, and uh, it is a difficult road. Uh, uh, things Stephen have lost and proven to go up to the other uh, end of the country here. But uh, how do you think uh, Seattle handles probably their second test here? I think Seattle's going to keep it rolling. I, uh, I, I, I think, you know, you kind of pointed them out to me this last week. They took care of business. Uh, I think they're going to beat the Sam Houston State. Uh, I'm interested to see what the spread is. But, uh, you know, I think Seattle's proven a little bit more. So yeah. that's who I'm going to ride. I, I think uh, I, I will probably ride Seattle again. I think I'm going to wait and hope that the uh, line gets really, really low uh, versus, say, a uh, uh, Grand Canyon or a New Mexico State when they go on the road and they have to leave their yes. little palace up exactly. in Seattle and they have to make the other end of the road trip uh, going down into the valleys and into the mountains uh, of those states. So I, I'm, I'm sort of half pulling uh, for my own self that Seattle gets this win and then I can take advantage of one of those lopsided spreads when Seattle goes on the road versus Grand Canyon or uh, New Mexico State. Yeah. I don't know if they get a low spread versus New Mexico State. They've been bullying everybody. But I do have uh, an eye on when they go into Grand Canyon University. Yes, it's not just a uh, online school. Functional, <laughs> Rails College, uh, right outside of uh, Phoenix. I've seen it. I've played basketball at their uh, gym. So uh, it, it's an actual school that actually has a pretty decent basketball program. So, uh, all right, let's move on uh, to the OVC, and uh, 
There are some teams hitting here. Uh, three really, really good teams in the OVC. I'm kind of hoping uh, this is a two-bid league. I don't know if they will do it. Uh, they've done it a couple times. This Murray State team's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Moorhead State has uh, put on some really good performances. And, of course, you have Belmont, who's consistently good every year. Uh, Moorhead State versus Murray State. Playing here this weekend. Another good one to watch. Uh, does, can Moorhead State go into Missouri State, who I think's probably maybe a little bit separated from, you know, uh, the Belmont-Moorhead State uh, type of team. But uh, Moorhead State, Murray State. Can Moorhead go in there, sneak a win? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if the point spread's large enough, maybe they can get a cover, but uh, I don't think they're going to win against yeah. this Murray State team. I think this just they run this conference. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I, mm-hmm. But I, I, if there is going to be a two-bid league, this would be a win that uh, – a Moorhead State or a Belmont would have to have. Uh, Belmont already failed going into Missouri State, got it beat up pretty good. Uh, so uh, Moorhead will have to go in there, get that win, yeah. to at least have a, a sort of signature uh, n- name on their uh, schedule here. Uh, Kentucky-Kansas, probably the biggest game yep. of the weekend. Uh, the Blue Bloods match up here. Kentucky goes to Kansas. How do you think this one's going to play out here? Uh, big physical Kansas team. This physical Kentucky team, yeah. sort of a, a, an old-school clash. Uh, we might not have 453s going up uh, in a game here. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of this Kentucky team. Uh, you know, we both know about all the big men on, on, on Kansas and Kentucky. You know, you've got Sheboy, the, uh, the big shot uh, rebounder at Kentucky. But I think this really comes down to Kentucky's guard play. Uh, I watched this game with Kentucky against Auburn. I thought Kentucky was the better team, and as soon as Ty Ty Washington went down, Kentucky just couldn't handle uh, on the offensive side of the court. There were there, those guards that had to step up were just turning the ball over, couldn't get their offensive rhythm going. Now, um, there's rumors that Ty Ty Washington will play in this game. Uh, I don't know how healthy he'll be with that rolled ankle. Uh, but if he's full go, I like Kentucky here. If not, look at look for Kansas to get the win. Yeah, definitely so. All right, uh, moving back to the Big South. Big weekend for the Big South Conference. Uh, the other side of it, Jacksonville State. Liberty, the other two really good teams in here uh, matchups. So two great matchups out of the Big South uh, this week. Win Winthrop, Longwood, Jacksonville State, uh, Liberty here. Uh, Liberty has a slight advantage in this conference because it's a school with uh, just a ton of money where these other ones are sort of small tier uh, state schools or private schools without huge, uh, you know, funds. But uh, is Liberty just going to run away with this win, or is this Jacksonville State team uh, going to pressure them? Because I've watched this Liberty team like twice. It's not been as good as uh, the last couple of years. Uh, it's a little bit like the football team, uh, but I don't know if Jacksonville State, who's been really good, quite has enough uh, to match up here with Liberty. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, Liberty's kind of got the uh, the just experience here yeah. that's going to get them through, especially being at home. I, I, I think they come out with the win. Yeah, I, I think they do sort of uh, come out with the win. I, I will say every time they sort of played a, a team we put in uh, or around a tournament bubble or sort of maybe right off the tournament bubble, yeah. uh, they haven't been able to win. Uh, I, they lost to Iona. They lost to a Manhattan team who's not been great but probably okay. Uh, they lost to LSU. They played Stephen F. Austin, who you know we, we already talked about as a you know, sort of uh, right in that grouping of, of top teams in the WAC. They couldn't win that one. And, and Stanford and BYU, they, they, they're they there, but they never seem to come out with a win. And Jacksonville State, who uh, has played 
really good basketball, especially in conference, uh, but they haven't really played any of the top, top teams uh, until this week where they uh, beat Bellamine and Kennesaw State has been pretty good. But once again, every time they stepped up in competition, they've lost yeah. uh, as well. So uh, I'm just curious to see which one of these teams takes control and which one teams mm-hmm. of the other two take control as sort of uh, your ones you're looking at in the Big South because uh, I think any of these four teams are ones that I look at that may be able to spring an upset in the NCAA tournament where they have at least enough class and quality of player yeah. uh, if they get the right matchup to be able to beat, uh, you know, one of those sort of uh, middle-tier teams in the other conferences that will get, you know, a 6, 7, 8 type seed. Uh, so really interested for uh, those matchups. Uh, we'll get back into the Big 12 SEC. Uh, Rick Barnes goes back to Texas. Uh, Tennessee, Texas. Um is this another one you're looking for where Tennessee needs to get the win? Or is this one where Texas sort of needs to get a win over a big-time team, too? Uh, they got a little bit of that uh, earlier this week. But I, I think sort of both these teams sort of are in the same sort of place where yeah. they're good. Uh, but I don't know if we trust them to really sort of play with that uh, top tier there. Yeah, this is going to be a great basketball game because both of these teams are looking to prove that they belong in you know the upper echelon of uh, NCAA. Um, you know, Tennessee struggles offensively. Um, they've struggled on the road. I think they've only got uh, one or two true road wins this season. Um, but they've the last couple weeks, they've, they've ever since that LSU matchup, they've picked up a little bit of a, of a swagger. They're playing with a little bit of edge. They're getting in people's faces, technical fouls left yeah. and right. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much of an attitude they come in going to a home where Barnes was for a while. Um I don't know if the history will have too much to play in this, um, but you know, other than they apologize for firing him because they haven't been good since they fired him. Uh, yeah, I, I. The thing Though, is, is, granted, I, we're about to do the same thing in probably one or two years. So. Uh, I, I don't think I can trust either of these teams yeah. really. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna sit back and enjoy this game, root for my balls. Um, Odds makers, I don't know where they're going to put this. Well, I think that's an interesting thing because I, I think both these teams have been a little overvalued yeah. and their spreads have been a little bloated all season long. So, so I'm wondering what, which one they're going to bloat to. I, I, I think this could end up being between like a one and three yeah. point uh, spread in either direction. Yes. I could see it going either way. Um, they may give Texas the edge with it being yeah. at home. Uh, but, you know, Tennessee – you know, Ken Palm and defensively, yes. they're high up there. So they're still well thought of, even though um, they can go on droughts where they go yes. five, ten minutes without even scoring. Yes. Um, I think you could say the same for Texas <laughs> as well. So it'll be interesting to see which one steps up. I think they both have a lot to prove. Yes. Um, so they're both going to be after this. So it should be a great basketball game. This really might be one of those games where Tennessee gets a four, Texas gets a five, and they are decided by this game right here. Yeah. Who gets, uh, you know, a little bit higher of a line and avoids maybe a Winthrop or yeah. a Longwood and uh, has a tough game uh, in that first round and who has an easy game in that uh, first round. Uh, we'll move to Sunday. Not a huge slate of games, but a couple in here yeah. that uh, might uh, be decent. Uh, Ohio State-Purdue, I- I'm a little interested in this one. I don't think Ohio State gets talked about a whole lot. They sort of just maintained a a sort of steady, uh, you know, a lot of hype goes on Illinois. A lot of hype goes on Michigan State. I I don't know if, you know, Ohio State, I think they're just as good as those teams. So they sort of don't get, you know, talked about as much. uh, But I'm curious to see if they can go in Purdue and uh, play with them here. 
Uh, I, I probably lean towards Purdue, but I, I'm just I got my eye to see how Ohio State handles this type of game here. Yeah, um, I still don't trust Purdue. Uh, just because they can just have an off night and yeah. really underperform. They're like a better version of Iowa, I think. Uh, but Ohio State, you know, I've seen them go cold offensively. Yes. Uh, if they're not hitting their threes, um, they, they struggle to put the points on the board, whereas Purdue's a little bit more consistent with the yeah. inside game. So it uh, should be a great game. Uh, definitely get some separation in the Big Ten rankings. Uh, not sure which way I'm leaning yet. We'll see what the spread looks like. Yeah, definitely so. Uh Big one in the Big East here. I'm, Marquette, exci- I'm excited about Marquette, this Providence. Marquette's probably been the hottest team in the Big East yeah. the last couple of weeks. Uh, Providence coming off that big win versus Xavier. And probably has been the best, most consistent team in the Big East. This is a huge class. What way are you leaning in here? Uh, can Providence sort of get their game going? Or can Marquette uh, sort of just overwhelm them with their sort of uh, uh, 40 minutes of hell type version basketball? Well, I think over the season... Providence has proven uh, to be the better team, but Marquette is really hot. Yeah. Um, so I think Providence is going to uh, end up being the favorite here, especially being at home. Um, but I think if Marquette ends up getting more than five, I'd probably lean towards taking Marquette. Yeah, I, I'm really curious to see where this line comes in. Yeah. Because uh, I think Providence has been a little undervalued all season long, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think they've sort of known what to do with Marquette all season long. I think I think you could see a bit of an overreaction yeah. with the way Providence dominated Xavier. Yeah. So it may be a good opportunity to get yeah. a lot they of They might finally adjust towards Providence here. Yeah. But uh, I think I've been saying that like four weeks, <laughs> and they still haven't done it. Uh Next up, uh, this isn't a like huge, huge matchup, but St. Peter's is the second best team in this conference. Uh, but uh, I think there's a pretty big gap here. Uh, honestly, I think this line will probably be nine, ten. Uh, so you know, you're looking at second best team versus first best team, and the spread's probably almost in double digits. But St. Peter's plays Iona. Uh, any chance St. Peter's goes in here, springs an upset, or is Iona just uh, on a totally different level? These are really, really small. Schools here. Well, I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched a whole lot of St. Peter's. <laughs> I, so I don't uh, think a lot of people have. But I do so. know. I do know a good bit about Iona, and I know yes. they're a good basketball team. So I'd, I'd have to stick with Iona here. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know uh, St. Peter's. If Iona wasn't in there, yeah, you, you know, it, it'd be a fun sort of matchup. But uh, it's. It's sort of like Iona is on a totally different level. Uh, you know, uh, the Metro Athletic uh, Conference is just a, a really, really yeah. tight, tiny uh, conference. They don't spring a lot of, you know, tournament upsets, uh, though Iona might. Uh, they have a little bit of an advantage. Uh, you know, Rick Pitino's the coach there. He's pulling in some, you know, decent recruits uh, that are on a much higher level than what this uh, has. But I thought I'd mention it just because, you know, you got a one versus two in, in your conference. You at least sort of talk about it, even if it is uh, sort of a lopsided one. See if St. Peter's can uh, make a little bit of a game of it. Lastly, we go to the Missouri Valley. Can Drake, we got it last week where Missouri State went in, uh, you know, shot above their head a little bit and came back crashing down to earth. Uh, you know, Loyola Chicago had a pretty tough week. Uh, yeah, they had, definitely. you know, Missouri State over the weekend, then had to play Southern Illinois, then go to play Southern Illinois, now has to play Drake on Sunday. So that's about four games in about a seven-day stretch here. Uh, you know, three of them on the road. Uh, can uh, Drake spring an upset here? Uh, they're probably right in and around where Missouri State is, I'd say, uh, team-wise. Uh, so it will be difficult to go up there, uh, but I, I just think Loyola Chicago probably got their 
one sort of loss out of the way here, but uh, yeah. maybe Drake can go in there and uh, sneak a win here. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think Loyola Chicago, you know, and they didn't play terrible in that yeah. Missouri State loss. Uh, just Missouri State yeah. shot lights out. Um, so I like Loyola Chicago here. Yeah, I, I think so. All right, so that's our weekend yeah. best games of the week. That's our show. We'll be back on Monday to preview the next week's game, review what uh, went down over the weekend, especially in that uh, Big 12 SEC showdown, a couple of the big matchups uh, in the uh, other conference and see how they sort of work their way out. We'll be back on Monday. That's our show. And Brown. Oh! They did it. There's the pass to Leitner. Puts it high. Whitmer.